time, um, it won't hurt as much. But I will enjoy tagging folks. So um, come on out uh, May 20 through 21st. It'll be fantastic. All right, so now we'll turn to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. And as we go through this, uh, this passage, this sermon this morning, uh, the main idea I want us all to walk away with today is, you go to that next slide, Anna. Um, we can be happy, happy in difficult times because God brings good things out of bad things. Amen? Amen? And we're going to have a little bit of interaction here. So big kids and little kids, you are welcome to, to join us uh, in, in responding. Um, so I'll read Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. And then we'll pray together, and then we'll jump in. Beginning in verse 5, it says, excuse me, beginning in verse 1. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And this is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me, brothers and sisters. Father, thank you so much for another Family Sunday. You've brought us all together. Thank you for the opportunity to have our little ones here with us. I pray that, Lord, they indeed are being blessed by seeing their adults their parents worship you, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that those examples of, of worshiping you, of being faithful to, to hearing scripture and applying it, um, that those examples would stick. Uh, my prayer, Lord God, is for all of us, as I endeavor to preach your word, that you would cause it to go forth with clarity, with conviction, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray that your word would accomplish in every heart and mind from zero to 99, exactly what you have sent your word for to accomplish this morning. Lord, may we be changed. Father, may we be encouraged. And Lord, may we be saved, I pray. And Lord, I give you the glory and the honor and the praise because indeed you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, friends. I want us to take a little picture up here. What, what are these little pictures? I want, I want a little kid to answer. Go ahead. What is it? Right. I'm looking for one word. We got Augustine. It is a bar face. But what do you call little pictures like this? What you got? Emojis. Right. These are emojis. Right. And I think we've heard what they are. Um, so let me ask you guys a question. Right. What do you use emojis for? Describing your feelings. Texting on your phones. Right. One big word. You have something, little guy? He's raising his hand. Good job. He's participating. Yeah. One reason we use it is for communication, right? We communicate through these pictures. Okay, so imagine if you're texting someone or emailing someone, and imagine if they sent you these two emojis together. 
What do you think they're trying to say? Somebody tell me, what do you think this person is trying to communicate to you? Happy you feel sick, right? Yeah, so, 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 something, some, tell me something else. What, else. what else might he be saying? What you got, Luke? That's a nice jacket. Huh? They feel fine? I don't think so. That one on the right, he doesn't feel fine. I don't think so. What you got, Castillo? Happily repulsed, right? Okay, good. All right, what you got? Say it again, big guy. He went on a really fun roller coaster. Now, that's a good answer. Yeah, I like that one. He went on a really fun roller coaster. Good job. <laughs> good job. All right, let's look at the next one. Let's look at the next one. All right, you get these emojis. What does this mean? Go ahead, go ahead. Happy that you're down? Happy thumbs down? Okay, that's a pretty literal translation of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, what you got, Luke? Happy that you're sad, okay. Okay, let's take one more. What you got, we got? You're unhappy. One happy, the other one is unhappying it. Okay. That makes some sense. It does. Yeah. Well, the reality is putting these two emojis doesn't make all that much sense, right? That's why we're all having fun trying to figure it out, right? Well, in our particular passage this morning, Jesus says something that is quite, quite as confusing as these things, right? Jesus says, he says, blessed are you, or another word for, for that word blessed, um, that word blessed in, in the Greek is the word makarios, and another way to translate it is happy, right? So Jesus essentially says in this passage, in this story, he says, happy are you when you are sad. Happy are you when you are poor. Happy when you're hungry. Happy when people don't like you. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? No, a lot like these emojis, right? I don't know about you, but I'm not typically happy if I'm sad, right? Right, or especially not happy if I'm hungry. Amen, right, Nicole? Not happy if I'm hungry. So what is Jesus saying then, right? It doesn't make sense for him to be telling his disciples or telling us, hey, be happy when you're sad, or be happy when you're hungry, or be happy when people don't like you. Well, I don't think Jesus is telling them or telling us to be happy in these situations. Instead, I think Jesus is wanting to change the way we think about what, when we experience these, particular, these particularly bad things, right? Jesus wants to change the way we think about when we experience sadness or hunger or any difficult thing that we imagine. I think Jesus wants us to see these experiences as reasons to ultimately be happy of who he is and because of what he does through our difficult circumstances. Amen? And so I want us to take really, uh, really quickly take a look at two reasons why we can be happy when we experience things that aren't always all that fun or happy. Amen? And so the first reason why I think that we can be happy, 
right, when we're going through difficult things, is because God uses difficult things that we experience in order to make us the people he wants us to be. God uses difficult things to grow us up, to make us stronger, and ultimately to make us a little bit more like him, right? Uh, In another part of the Bible, James chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, it reads this way. It says, consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. In other words, a lot like what Jesus says, James is saying, be joyful, be happy, okay, about the things in your life that aren't necessarily all that fun, because these are the very things that God uses to make you the kind of person that he would like you to be, to make you more patient, to make you more kind, to make you more forgiving, to make you more like Jesus. And that is a good thing. A lot of the times we look at the difficult things we go through and we assume that God's job is is just to get us through it or over it so that we can get back to whatever we think God really wants us to be doing with our lives. When the reality is, brothers and sisters, the difficult things that we go through are the very means of God getting us to do what he wants us to do. They're the very means of him accomplishing his will in our lives and in this world. And when we see them as the, as we, when we see them in that way, then we can actually be what? Happy about the difficult things that we experience. I was watching something the other day, I think it's a commercial that's been coming on, I don't know what it's attached to, so if it's attached to something bad, please just forget the bad part. But in the commercial, the guy says that I pray to God for strength, and he didn't just magically make me strong, he gave me difficulty that made me stronger, right? You pray to God for patience, and God doesn't just magically make you more patient. He typically brings people around to test that patience, right? And to cause you to grow in patience. These are the means of God making us who he wants us to be. And the second reason why we can be happy when we experience difficult things is this, brothers and sisters, because God will ultimately overcome the difficult things in our life. Friends, I'm going to tell you this. No matter what it is we experience in this life, no matter how terrible it is, it is temporary. It is temporary. Tough times will not last always. In John chapter 16, verses 33, in verse 33, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. You will experience hard and difficult things. But take heart, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. In other words, brothers and sisters, even though we cannot escape difficult things in this life, 
okay? We will have to. It's not, it's, not, it's not an option. We will all go through difficult things. But we can be happy in knowing that one day Jesus will overcome whatever that difficult thing is. Jesus will overcome all of it, and there will come a day that we will never have to go through them ever again. Big kids and little kids alike, I want you to hear this part. If you love Jesus, if you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, if you believe that Jesus has welcomed you into his family as one of his own, if you believe that Jesus loves you back, with that never-ending, forever kind of love, then you can rest assured that one day Jesus is coming back to end every sad and bad thing. In Revelation 21, verse 4, one of the most beautiful passages in all of Scripture, the risen Christ, the glorified Christ, he says, he says of him, He, Jesus, will wipe away every tear from our eye. And death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, or sadness, or crying, or pain, or offense. For the former things, the old things, all the bad things, they've passed away. Brothers and sisters, we can be happy about not-so-happy things because we know that Jesus is working through them to make us the people he desires to be, and he desires us to be, and also to bring about the day where he overcomes every bad thing forever and ever. Isn't that good news? Amen. We can be happy because we know that Jesus will bring something good out of every single bad thing we experience in this life. Amen? Uh, where's, where's my girl at? You missed it there, Julie. You got, I was just kidding. Praise be unto God. As we turn to the Lord's table this morning, Every time that we come to communion for both big kids and little kids, this is an opportunity for us to experience the greatest good thing that God has ever brought out, brought about through a bad thing. When they arrested Jesus and they put him on that cross and they beat him and they spit on him and they put the crown on his heads and ultimately on his head and ultimately they killed him. That was the worst thing that could have ever happened in all of history. But through that, God brought about the greatest thing he ever could have. And that's our forgiveness of sins. That's our redemption. That's our being made sons and daughters of God. And ultimately, us knowing that when we leave this place, as we all will, we get to be with him forever and ever. Every time we come to communion and we take of this broken cracker and this juice, we're remembering the greatest good that God has ever brought about through a bad thing. And so this morning as we take of that, I want that to be a reminder for all of us, no matter what it is we're going through, because of what God brought about through the death of his son, 
he is going to bring about something amazing through our own difficulties. Amen? Let's pray together. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this day. And, and Lord, I just pray that what I've shared, what you have shared with us through your word would indeed resonate as truth, particularly in those areas where it is very difficult for us to see how anything good can come from the difficult things we have experienced or may even be experiencing right now. May your hope overwhelm us this morning, Lord God. May the truth of your overcoming trump any doubt, any fear, any despair we may feel in the midst of difficulties. Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise because indeed you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.